This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Hello, everyone. We recently had the pleasure of joining Brittany from Beauty Island on a new series of her podcast called Beauty Isolation. Our episode dropped on her channels yesterday, but we wanted to give our listeners an opportunity to listen as well. So please enjoy. If you want to hear more from Brittany or see more from Brittany, you can follow her at Beauty Island Podcast or at Beauty Brittany BTS on Instagram. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. Bye. Alex and Lisa of All Bases Covered, welcome to the Beauty Isolation edition of Beauty Island. I'm very excited to have you both on. Thanks Thanks for for having having us. We're excited to be here. Now, I will start off. Obviously, this has become a bit of a different question in the times that we are in. How how are you suddenly seems like a, a monster question, but how are you guys going generally with this whole isolation quarantine thing? I'm doing all right. I'm a little bit sick of working from home. I'm finding it difficult to separate my life from my work life. And also, we don't really have a life at the moment, which makes it hard to do that. Lisa, how are you dealing I'm feeling okay, but I had to go into the office today and yesterday, which I feel like maybe the social interaction has boosted my mood. So I feel okay because I've had a bit of a break, but ask me again in three weeks when I haven't seen another person. A hundred percent. Me getting my hair cut the other week was life-changing. <laughs> One conversation makes all the difference. Like for someone that you don't live with, suddenly I'm the same. It's a real mood booster. <laughs> It's so true, but they have to be conversations not about work because otherwise you just feel like you're in the work robot spiral. But when you get to talk to someone who's got a fresh conversation perspective, it's like, oh, I've missed Mm -hmm. this. I got to talk to someone, a finance person on the phone yesterday and she was like, how are you going? And I was like, I'm an extrovert, so I'm struggling a little bit. And she was like, I'm an extrovert too. Tell me about your life. And we chatted for like five minutes and I was like, this is the best. (laughs) It's my work nightmare. (laughs) We'll start with the first products on your list, which are both of your kind of non-negotiable things in quarantine, whether that's a product or routine. So Alex, for you, it is doing a face of makeup every day or cooking. So maybe tell me a bit more about that. I find normality in just doing my makeup every morning because I have a routine. You know, I sit down, I watch my YouTube videos and I put my face on every day and I was on, I was FaceTiming my dad during this routine the other day and he laughed and he was like, why are you putting on makeup? Who are you going to see? And I was like, no one, but it helps me feel normal. Okay. I just need to feel like I look all right to be able to get through the day. That's been a really interesting thing. I feel like we're learning the beauty things that we do for ourselves and the beauty things that we feel like we have to do or do for others in this time. For sure. And Lisa, for you, it is going for a run. I imagine a lot of people are in the same boat that it's a an important habit that's keeping us all sane. I hate that I said that. Like, I truly do. But that's... Don't you just need that, like... I don't know. I need endorphins so badly. This morning I woke up before I went to work and it was black and it was, like, potentially pissing down. And I was like, I actually can't wait to go for a run because then I'll feel like I've done something. You know how people make the bed and it's like you've done that task for the day? My go for the run makes me feel like I've done something for the day and then it kind of carries on to the next day. Like I can be like, oh, I ran yesterday, so I still feel productive today. And then I'll need to run the day after that to feel good. I've done 784 steps today and I've had my watch on all day. It's really bad. My Fitbit sent me an email last week and my most active day was 10 steps. (laughs) I wasn't wearing it properly. (laughs) 
And was running something you were doing before, like that was a regular thing for you or is it something that you've picked up or increased in isolation? No, I've always been a runner. I was supposed to run a half marathon, but it got cancelled due to COVID. So I was running quite a lot leading up to COVID and now I'm running less. Um, But having the time to like run on my work break, oh my God, that's amazing. Like if I get an early work break and I can just not eat, run at 11, eat after, and then it's like, oh my God, that free time that I gained from nowhere, that's the best. The next products on your list, obviously with your brilliant podcast, All Bases Covered, you break down a lot of products, you break down the beauty news. So trying new things is part of what you uh, have promised your listeners to do. So you can make sure Mm -hmm. that you're bringing them reviews and news. So there's that on top of the, you know, actual enjoyment of trying new products. But I would love for you to both tell me about the particular products that you've started trying or are trying. So Lisa, for you, it is the Drunk Elephant TLC Happy Sculpt Scrub. How are you finding that so far? We did this as our product trial of the week on the podcast, and I feel like I gave it an average review. You gave it I a didn't six like out the of smell. 10 from memory? Yeah. I didn't like the smell. I felt like it didn't wash out of my hair very well, but then I felt like it did help with the congestion going on in my hair, and that was like three days after I'd used it. Now it's been, I think, a week since I've used it, and I still haven't washed my hair. So now I feel like I need to bump it up to a seven or eight because it's definitely prolonged my hair washing cycle, which was getting dangerously close together because I was having a hormonal moment. And normally I used to go like seven to ten days without washing my hair because I'm really dry. And then I got into this weird greasy pimply hair mess and it was like every second day. And I feel like the TLC is helping me get back to stretching that out to like an appropriate four to five days. Good, so it's growing on you. It's definitely growing on me, but I know that I will not enjoy using it the next time I use it because it smells like it's not my it's not my taste. So this is one of those products that like the results are good, but the experience isn't necessarily what you were hoping for. Absolutely. It's like one of those things that you don't enjoy doing, but you do it anyway because it's worth it. Like, Do you I reckon know, that if I scrubbed it into your scalp and did the process for you that you'd enjoy it more? Like if I came around and put it in and gave you a head scu- a scrub? A hundred percent because the only kind of physical touch I like is a head massage. hundred <laughs> percent. Good to know. If it was a treatment like at the salon, like I'd probably opt for it. I'd love that. But I don't want to mm. do it myself because it felt messy and dirty and if it had a different smell then I'd be so there. Interesting. And Alex, for you, it is the Kate Somerville spot treatment. Oh my God. I have been so pimply since we've been in isolation. And I, it's probably the food that I'm eating. Let's be honest. I'm snacking a lot more than I ever have in my life. And I'm also eating dangerous snacks, not to give your listeners too much information, but I'm intolerant to a lot of things. And normally I'm like, oh, if I'm at work, I better not eat something that mm. give me an upset tummy. But because I'm at home, I'm like, oh, all bets are off. I can do whatever I need. So that's probably got a lot to do with it. So uh, the Kate Somerville spot treatment has become a staple in my routine. It's no longer a treatment. It's part of the nightly regime. Same. And while we are on the subject of snacks, because I know that is another popular topic that you guys cover on your podcast, lots of snack recommendations. What are their go-to snacks during quarantine at the moment, I have to ask? I've been smashing a lot of kiwi fruits, which is my only healthy snack that I'll ever give you. But they're a great uh, gold only. Gold kiwi fruits uh, contain digestive enzymes. So if you're feeling a little clogged, a kiwi a day or two will really help. And I've also been baking a lot. So I made a loaf of sourdough. So I've been consuming a lot of bread. 
And I baked some salted chock chunk cookies, which I've eaten about eight of today. So they've been getting me through. They all sound delicious. Mm. Yeah, Lisa's the baker out of us as a pair. And I relied very heavily on Easter eggs and Easter-related chocolate uh, in the beginning of isolation. And that's now dwindling. So I've turned to try to bake and I'm struggling a little bit. And I've eaten a lot of cheese in the last week. So really anything I can get my hands on. I'm not picky. I'm very much in the comfort food mode. So like you were saying, not necessarily the best pairing for like or recipe for good skin, but we do what we can Mm. in these times. (laughs) What have you been eating? I've also been doing some baking. My sister is actually studying to be a patisserie chef. So she's been dropping, doing regular drops of like puddings. I'm very spoiled. Um, I know. She made the most amazing sticky date pudding last week and she made pizza dough. So I've been eating really, really well. But my skin has not been so (laughs) envious of of your setup. That sounds amazing. I know. I also love that you call them pudding. That's what my English family (laughs) call it. Like, are you ready for some pudding? And I'm like, no, I don't want pudding. I want dessert. But pudding can be more things than just pudding. Same here. Very clear definitions. (laughs) The third product on your list is the the ones that you you usually would use, but you've been like rejecting or just not reaching for in these times. Alex, for you, it is a skincare product. You've got the First Aid Beauty Hydrating Serum. How come it is not being reached for so often? Uh, I've just, I bought it as a, I thought it was going to be a great hydrating serum. The ingredients I love, it was an, a really great price point because it's quite a large serum. I'm pretty sure it's 50 mil. And I've just come to realize that I really dislike it. And so uh, whilst it's with me in my skincare pack of things that I've bought to the beach house, um, it's, it could go in the bin as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Whoa. I know big call. It's just, you know how with hyaluronic acid serums, there is such a specific type that you like and that your skin likes. It's just not that for me. Mm -hmm. And Lisa, for you, it is lipstick and body moisturizer. (sighs) Yeah. I, (laughs) when do you ever body moisturize? (laughs) No, but I'm not exaggerating when I say the entire COVID time, I have not put a single moisturizing product on my body. Not once. And I really hate moisturizing my body so much, but when I have to like occasionally get my ankles out in public or if I need to fake tan, then I'll obviously moisturize, but I haven't been fake tanning because no one's seeing my body and I can just paint my face whatever color I wish to be that day. So I have not moisturized my body once and I'm out of all of my kind of nice body moisturizers anyway. And lipstick, I mean... I always forget to wear lipstick and then put it on when I get to work as a like, oh, my face is a little bit empty. So now I just do a full face and then never put lipstick on, which I hate. There's no need to wear lipstick around the house anyway. Well, no, there's not. But then it's like you look at your lips after you've eaten or something and they're just sort of dry and beige and you kind of look disgusting. Have either of you noticed a significant difference in your makeup or beauty routine in terms of what you would do normally versus what you're doing now? Like obviously, Alex, you mentioned that doing a full face of makeup is something that can kind of help you get into your routine. But generally, are you doing more or less? Mostly I'm not wearing eyeliner, which is something that I typically do every single day. So I've just opted for a mascara only vibe and I'm probably putting less time and effort into adding like a cream bronzer or contour under my bronzing look because I feel that because I'm on Zoom and that's the only time people see me, I don't need to look perfectly blended and 
beautifully dewy. Like you can't see that through a camera. So powder bronzes have been fine. Um, and also I have added into my routine some eyelash growth serum, which someone pointed out very early on in isolation would be a good thing to do right now so that we all emerge looking fantastic. And I can confirm it does work when you use it every day. And what about you, Lisa? I only really wear makeup like twice a week. I found that on Saturdays I've been enjoying putting makeup on because we do a friend's trivia and that's like how I signal that it's my weekend. But day to day I haven't really been wearing makeup and that isn't massively dissimilar to normal. If I'm not going to work or doing anything pre-COVID, I probably wouldn't put a face on, but now it's, yeah, I guess now I'm just doing it twice a week and I'm doing boring looks. Like I'll do the same look all the time. I won't put anything fun on. Like I might do because I work in beauty retail, so I kind of have to change it up. Now it's like the same thing that I know is reliable and I'll do it every day. That's, that's pretty much it. And Alex, you mentioned eyelash growth serum, which kind of takes us to kind of treatments that we all might be missing. And I will get you to talk through your ones, but I have to, of course, talk about about brow lamination because we are getting the first reveal here on Zoom of your attempt at home. <laughs> Not that people can see, but I'm sure they'll see when you post the, the results. So talk to me about the brow lamination, Lisa. I think that's one that you mentioned you were missing in this time. Yeah, it is exactly what I'm missing. And I'm staring at Alex's brows so enviously right now. I can't wait for you to do yours, Lisa. I have just gone through the experience right now, as you mentioned, and I was scared for about 20 Oh, 15 of the 20 minutes that I was going to lose my eyebrows, which I haven't. <laughs> and also I found it very difficult because my eyebrows tend to lay more horizontally, whereas Lisa's eyebrows are more vertical. And so actually brushing them up into the shape that I wanted them to be was quite laborious, to be honest. Mm. And so is it right that, Lisa, you're going to have a go at doing it home as well? Is that what is the kit getting passed around? Mm -hmm. I think so, because I mean, there's only so much brow lamb kit that one person can use. And I think we'll do it as our product of the week. And I'm like really desperately in need. I didn't realize how much I relied on my brow lamb when I'm not wearing makeup because it's the one thing that like lifts my face. And so now when I'm makeupless, I feel like an ogre. Whereas if I've got brushed up brows, my whole face feels polished. So I miss it a lot. It's so true. Even a no makeup look, even a no mm -hmm. makeup look with your eyebrows done makes you look so much more polished. And I feel like brow lamination is one of those things that we're hearing a bit more of, but for anyone who doesn't know what the hell that means, how would you kind of describe it? It's essentially the same as a, a lash lift for your brows. So you're perming slash straightening the hairs of your brows so that they lay flat against the skin instead of kind of going out and sideways, which gives them a lot more visible length and it gives you that fluffy look. So when you brush them up, it gives you wider, thicker looking brows and it gets them all going the same direction. And they don't have to stay like fully vertical. You can brush them into the position that you want, but they're just more pliable, I guess. And Alex, you had another treatment down that you are missing that I imagine a fair few people are in the same boat as well of not being able to get Botox at this time. <laughs> I had a Zoom meeting with my boss last night who went and got underground Botox done yesterday and I was like, oh, girl, <laughs> so envious. Adrian was the one who pointed out that I should be missing my Botox. He's my dear husband and he, I woke up the other morning to him staring at me and was like, oh, you crease a lot in your sleep and, like, you really need Botox again. And I was like, I'm so offended by that. 
because you are the one who told me not to get it in the first place. But yeah, I am finding that without it, I'm frowning a lot. So I'd like to have it back, please. When it comes to things that you have developed a newfound appreciation for outside of beauty, obviously we're living very different lives to normal. Is there anything that jumps out? Lisa, I know that you actually got engaged during isolation, which is a pretty big deal. (laughs) Uh, I know. And I'm wondering if that's the reason why my mood is maybe a little more stable than other people in this time. I'm also working probably more than ever, which is also probably helping me cope because I've not got nothing to do. So yeah, I guess it's been a like whole different life stage in my life in that I've had the weird COVID coincide, like literally the first week we got engaged. And I guess it's been nice in that we've had that sort of honeymoon bubble and it's hard to be sad when like something fun has happened, but then it's also like I just want to see all of my friends and they all just want to see my ring and we all just want to have fun. And in that way, it makes it a little bit more sad. But I'm glad we're sort of doing things as as couples and it's hard to like be angry at each other. We The first week, we didn't have a very good honeymoon bubble. We were actually, we got hit by Corona hard and we were like, wow, the bubble popped fast. But the bubble re-blew. It re-blew up. So... It's been a good time. And we got a new foster dog last night, so that's adding a little oh, bit of spice that's so to lovely. my life as well. Did you land on a name? I know you were sharing the Yes. Mm-hmm. We called him Noodle because he literally, he looks like a noodle. Like he's <laughs> so long and skinny. And we are supposed to be in Japan right now, so we thought it was very apt. Ah, uh, not ramen then. Oh, that would have been cute. Why didn't you tell me that earlier? Because you didn't bring up Japan. No, noodle's good. <laughs> Sorry, noodle's good. It still works. <laughs> it does work. And Alex, what about you? Have you developed a newfound appreciation for anything in these times? In all honesty, no, which sounds really depressing. False. You're you're walking and like trying to run now and you've never been an aerobic exerciser in your life. Yeah, that's a really good point. I have been trying to do 10,000 steps a day, even though I literally just said earlier that I've done 784 today can recall because it's still listed on my watch. Yeah, 10,000 steps a day is really hard to do. I prefer to go for two walks a day wherever possible. And I am finding that I'm still not a good runner. I can't run more than about 500 metres in a row. I think that when you've not been an aerobic exerciser your life, like for your whole life, it's very hard to become one. Yesterday I went for a 30-minute run, walk, run, walk, run, walk, whatever that's called. And it was great. I did feel that whole endorphin thing that you're talking about, Lisa. So I know why people do it. Mm-hmm. It's called interval training. <laughs> no, it's a run, walk, run, walk, run, walk. <laughs> I love that having you both on means that no one is getting away with anything, like you're holding both. <laughs> each other accountable. We talked before about the products that you're not using. On the flip side, I would love to hear about the products that you've rediscovered or are starting using again. Um, Alex, for you, it is your gel nail kit. That's right. I've chewed most of them off today, sadly. (laughs) But yeah, I've got the most beautiful, I don't know if you can see it, the most beautiful gel nail colour that's just a natural pink. And that's all I need in my life. And it has been making me feel a little bit fabulous. And Lisa, for you, it is the Laura Mercier Tinted Moisturiser, which feels like a good foundation alternative when you're not going outside. For sure. I mean, I never wear foundation anyway, but this was my go-to for a really long time. And then it got discontinued and reformulated. So the one that I've fallen in love with is actually the original formula, which is such a drainer for me. Why have I done this? But the new formula is currently also now getting some sort of reformulation because the colours were all off. So I'm like, 
fingers crossed that maybe it will be reformulated again and be closer to the original but it's just the perfect slap on with your hands when it wears off when you touch your face throughout the day it doesn't you can't tell where it is and where it's not and it just gives you a bit of glow and it's so easy normally I do a bit of a cocktail between like three products and that just seems a little high maintenance right now I just want one that I can slap on I love it there's nothing worse than getting to love a product and then finding out that they've either A, changed it or B, that it's been discontinued. It's a monstrosity, particularly with this product because it's like a really well-known holy grail product. It would be like if they discontinued like Estee Lauder Double Wear or no worse, if they just reformulated it and pretended that it was better now. It's not. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Obviously, self-care is something that we are all talking a lot more about as we try to kind of gain any sense of control over anything. So I am really intrigued by the products that you guys are using for those moments of self-care. So Lisa, for you, it is candles and you've got quite a flash one that you are uh, lighting. So tell me a bit more about what it is. Yeah, so I've been burning the diptyque roses and also the fig candle. I like to burn different ones on different days, you know. But I just feel like particularly when it's raining and you're trapped inside and the light's a bit grey and dull, the ambient warmth that it gives in terms of like mild actual warmth and the colour, the glow of a candle and the smell, it just makes you feel so homely. And when I'm working from home, sometimes I just really need a candle to like make me feel like I'm in a certain headspace. It's weirdly helps me a lot. So luxury candles only for me. I really get sickly with certain smells so I do like a diptyque candle I actually did a mecca call and collect today and I ordered three more candles oops (laughs) it just makes you feel so nice and I also bought the diptyque the snuffer so that I can Ah, put it out really fastly very fancy yeah Yeah. hey how does the snuffer work when the candle is fully liquid I've always wondered I think that you don't take it down as far as the actual liquid wax and just taking the snuffer over the top of it cuts the oxygen out enough to put the flame out is that so I I made it up but I think it's a thing (laughs) it sounded right (laughs) like a smother Alex you have two products for your self-care a Dr Dennis Gross one and fake tan so tell me a bit more about those two I have the Dr. Dennis Gross Spectralite, which is an LED facial device, and it helps with blemishes and it helps with anti-aging, or it can do both at the same time if you feel inclined. And I've been using it every night because why not? I've got all the time in the world. 
And there's something really lovely about just lying in bed with your eyes shut with the warming glow of an LED facial. It makes, I don't, I've never been in a tanning bed, but I imagine, you know, that sensation that people get when they lie in the sun or they lie in a tanning bed and they feel the warmth. And I know that is physically feeling the warmth, but in my head, I can imagine it being the same way. And I find it very relaxing. So that's mm. one thing that I've been using. And I know there, I know it's exorbitantly priced. And I want to caveat it by saying that my girlfriends gave me, I got both my work girlfriends and my real life girlfriends to give me vouchers for Christmas. And that's what I spent the money on. In addition to that, I have been fake tanning a lot. I want to go on a journey to try lots of new fake tans during this time because now seems like an opportune experience to try new formulations. But my lazy ass is too scared and I've just been sticking with my loving tan, which is my ride or die. Love it. When we talk about, we've touched on it a bit about the, I suppose the power of makeup or beauty to kind of boost your mood a little bit. But if you had to narrow it down to specific products that you know can guarantee you that bit of charge. Lisa, I love that you've said it's not kind of one thing in particular, but a little bit of everything is doing it for you. <laughs> Cheetah. I tried really hard to think of a product, but the thing with me when I wear makeup, and it's such a makeup artist thing to say, and it's also why when I do someone's makeup, they accidentally buy like 85 products because, (laughs) you know, I go to put on a little bit of foundation and then it's like, cool, but now I'm flat. Now I need bronzer. And then once I've got bronzer on, it's like, well, cool. Now I need blush because now I'm just brown. And then I've got the blush on and then I need a little bit of eyebrow. And then I don't like mascara without a little bit of something on my lids because I'm very deep set and I like just to put a little bit of something through the crease. So by that stage, I've got something on my eyelids, mascara on, foundation, bronzer, blush, and that's basically a whole face. The only thing I'm not doing is lips, but it takes like five seconds. So I just need a little bit of everything. Otherwise, I feel out of balance and weird. I'd rather have nothing. I'd rather have clear brow gel and nothing or just a tiny bit of everything. It's a slippery slope once you start start doing one thing then you're like what the hell I'll just keep going. Exactly and it's like well if it only takes you five minutes why not just do it all anyway so that it feels properly done. And Alex for you it is the fat glow facial. I meant to write a sheet mask. I feel like that's a great self-care moment and mood booster for me but I don't have any on me at the moment so fat glow facial has been filling that void for me. If I were to pick a favorite sheet mask, it would have been the Transformazing one from GoTo because I love it. It's got lots of niacinamide in it. I'm a pretty pink, not pink, but I flush. I've got quite reactive skin. I'm fair with freckles if that gives you any indication. And so the the GoTo one is fabulous for me. But yeah, I have been using the Ulla Henriksen Fat Glow Facial about once a week at the moment to hopefully help with my blemishes. And it's also got PHAs and niacinamide in it. It was awesome. I'm so glad you made me try that. And I tried the Transformazing the other day for the first time too, and I also liked that. So I applaud your recommendation. Oh, thank you so much. I feel so great. <laughs> <laughs> Insert adjective to here. As mentioned before, for anyone who doesn't know, you guys are obviously the hosts of another brilliant beauty podcast called All Bases Covered. For someone who hasn't listened yet, how would you sell it to them? How would you describe what you guys do? I would say that our podcast is for either people that love beauty so much and just consume all beauty content or people that kind of like beauty but are really overwhelmed by everything about it because we'll go into the real nitty-gritty of products and we're true obsessives so we'll talk about things like other obsessives will like to listen to but then we'll also break things down really simply and say so why are we using this why do you want to look out for this in products? What's launching now? 
why do these kind of products launch at this time of the year and just break stuff down for the people that are beauty curious but also kind of incompetent slash makeup slash beauty illiterate. So I think that we actually catered to quite an array of of beauty people. We also catered to the people who enjoy snacks too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got a couple of guy friends that listen purely, you know, to the snacks or people that don't like makeup. Um, we basically just want to cut through the bullshit in terms of the beauty industry and we're not talking about certain brands and it's we're not Charlotte Tilbury doing a full face of talking about how to do your makeup but only how to do it with Charlotte Tilbury. Like we have no brand allegiance. We've got different skills skin tones and preferences so it gives a bit of variety which I think is really missing in a world with a lot of heavily sponsored or branded content as well. And I really love what you guys do on so many levels firstly because I feel like you are you're spot on with beauty can be so overwhelming and I feel like if you didn't join the beauty bandwagon at a certain point you just got left behind with how many brands and products and influencers and everything like that so I love that you, like you said, you really do make it easy to follow. You don't feel like you need to have all this knowledge before, but it's great if you do. Even how you described when you were talking about the drunk elephant scalp scrub, it's so refreshing to get the honest thing of like, yeah, it does what it's meant to do, but maybe it's not my favorite thing. Because like you said, with so many new products being released, there's a lot of a lot of people not necessarily are being afraid to maybe say exactly what they think. Like you said, that very kind of polite version. So I love that you guys just say it exactly what you think which I think is so valuable it's probably why we're not getting sponsored because I'm like I hate it (laughs) no but our opinion isn't the be all and the end all and we do try wherever possible even if we do hate something to say hey we hate this but we're dry as cement and if you're an oily skin type this could be the perfect thing for you so it's about helping people understand which I do find that not to point fingers at anybody, but a lot of people in the beauty industry do have a tendency to say this is a bad product and not give any explanation why. And I think it is because we have that further understanding of why a product might not have worked for us, but may work for somebody else or whether it is just a shitty product, which sometimes it is. In terms of entertainment during quarantine, is there anything you guys are particularly loving reading, watching or listening to? I've been listening to the Scrubs podcast. So have I. Fake Doctors, Real Friends. And in line with that, I've also been re-watching some Scrubs episodes. It's my easy watching. It's Scrubs to me is pretty much everyone else's friends. I don't like friends, but it's that one that you can fall asleep watching that's always on in the background. So that's really good, easy, wholesome watching. The podcast along with it is also great. That's like my walking, driving, running podcast that I listen to. I've also been absolutely obsessed with this guy, Eamon, he does, it's called Isolation Trivia. Search it on Facebook. And he does like Tuesdays and Saturday nights. He does theme days. So he had like the office trivia. I can't remember what other ones. They did Brooklyn Nine-Nine trivia. So fun. You can do it like with family members in other households or sometimes me and Brenton verse each other or sometimes we go together. It's really fun. I like really look forward to it. So I highly recommend the Isolation trivia on Facebook. He live streams it, but you can also go back and watch it at a later date. That sounds amazing. It's fab. And what about you, Alex? I've also been enjoying Fake Doctor's Real Friends whilst re-watching episodes of Scrubs from the very beginning. And I truly love listening to them analyze the episode and then going back and watching it and seeing them pick up and talk about things that like the way that the camera angle works or the way that they introduced sound effects and then take them away and just little things like that that are nuances that I think only if you were a super fan of scrubs would you have picked up ever on your own but having uh oh my god Donald and I want to call him 
Zach, Zach, Zach Braff. Like, ZB. I want to call him JD and I'm like, that's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> um, having them talk through it is really great. Also, I've been watching Ozark, which is fabulous. I've just finished season one. I'm not the type of person who can sit down and binge something for four or five hours. I have the shortest attention span ever. So one episode a night for me is more than enough. I have also been listening to the Dylan Alcott podcast called Listenable, like listenable, but mm. listenable. And I work in the disability industry and I've listened to a few podcasts, a few episodes that he's done with some people who are blind or have low vision and listening to people talk about not just people who are blind, but their disability in a really raw, real way where they get to tell their own story and talk about how they come out as disabled to the public if that's what they needed to do and the struggles that they still face in their life is really heartwarming. I know I know that struggles aren't heartwarming, but but they are also happy. And I know that that's not revolutionary to anybody, but I do think that if you aren't very close to anybody who has a disability, that it's something that's worth listening because it'll probably make you a bit of a better person. <laughs> And on that note, we've also been both watching, I think, the I Can't, You Can't Ask That, the ABC, on a, it's not all disability based, but there's quite a few disabilities or stories of resilience. And it makes you check yourself, check your privilege, you cry with them, you laugh with them. And then afterwards, you just feel like you've got every emotion out and you just feel so good. It's such a brilliant show, isn't it? They they just couldn't do it better. We've come to the final product on your lists, which is the not so glamorous products, but the ones that you that do the job well that you trust with your life. So, Alex, for you, it is we've got the QV Ceramide Body Moisturizer, and Lisa, for you, it is your GHD Straightener. So, Alex, tell me about yours first. I almost wrote my straightener too, Lisa, but I can never remember the name of the brand because it's mm-hmm. such a no brand straightener that I. I didn't do it. But yeah, mine's the QV Ceramide Body Moisturizer. It can do no wrong. It makes your skin feel fabulous. It's great if you're a snaky dry person like I am. The ceramides in it help to replenish your skin's lipid barrier, which will mean that you're helping fix your skin, not just rub cream on top of it that hides the dead skin that your legs or body might be producing. And it's great. And I highly recommend it. And unlike Lisa, I've been over-moisturizing since I've been in isolation. So my limbs are looking fabulous. My GHD, I was sort of reflecting when that new Dyson Corral launched, I got really excited. I was like, oh, new hair straightener. And then I was like, I have no need, want or urge to buy a new hair straightener. And I think that my straightener is the one that my mum bought me for Christmas, maybe when I was in year 12. And it's still kicking just fine. And I still use it almost all the time. And particularly in isolation, I'm finding I've got to do like two of the three or one of the three. I can have a good outfit on, but maybe just skincare and terrible hair. Or I can have trackies and maybe connies on. But if I do a bit of a wave in my hair and a little bit of makeup, then it feels less daggy. And just chucking a bit of a wave through my hair totally makes me feel like less of an ogre. And I'm so appreciative of that hair straightener that has lasted me so many years and that I probably won't have to buy another one for such a long time. Preach. GHDs have an amazing like lifespan, I swear. They do. They really do. And I really love that approach as well of having like at least one of the three of like hair, face or outfit, I feel like is a really good kind of, not necessary rule, but a good approach to take because it can be very easy. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, not doing anything and living in your pyjamas all day, but it's nice to mix it up a bit as well. Sure. If you don't have a bra on, maybe put a bit of mascara on. Balance. 
<laughs> That's a good rule. Yeah. Finally, what is the first thing you guys will do when normal, whatever normal looks like by the end of this, when we're, we're back to real life? A real cheese night without real friends in real person. Yeah. I actually feel like almost, I just want to see my friends. <laughs> I feel almost emotional. I want to see my friends and family all in one place. I haven't seen like my whole family because we're all in different households since we got engaged. And I just want to go out for a meal and I want to have my one token mojito and I want to show everyone my ring and get really excited. I'm really desperate. I really want to see more than one person at once. Hopefully it's not too far away for you. I know. And I was never that person that said they wanted an engagement party and now it's like, it's all I want. I don't want to call it an engagement party, but I want all of my friends to come over at once and I want to celebrate all of the things that we haven't been able to celebrate during COVID. A hundred percent. I said this too. Was it you that I said it to, Lisa? I was like, someone needs to hold a party. I think it was you just to celebrate. It was me. Hmm, and everything that's happened it. between, you know, the start and the end of isolation. And it, it won't be Lisa's engagement party. Mm-hmm. It'll be, it was this person's birthday and it was this and it was this. And we're all just celebrating everything at Lisa's house. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yep done i'm happy i volunteer as tribute I can't one wait. for the team <laughs> lisa alex thank you so much it has been such a delight to chat all things beauty with you and you've got so many recommendations that i think i may have to be doing some online shopping after this which i know so many people say after listening to your podcast <laughs> they do we're sorry to everybody's bank account sorry <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having us Brittany. 